When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome to the Fanatical Post Game Show. What a dud! We are the Fanatical Elves Network, and we're talking Cleveland Browns football. And there wasn't much of it on this glorious sunny day here in the state of Ohio. It was beautiful weather, but I think it needed to be rainy and dreary. Uh, Joel, welcome to the program. And thanks the for having did, me on. Yeah, yeah, they get embarrassed twenty-eight-three. How you feeling? Uh, look, I'm I'm cool, man. It's okay. It's okay. We, we lost to the Ravens. Let's, the Ravens are three and one. The Ravens so far have beaten Joe Burrow, who was injured, yes. and they've won two games in which rookie quarterbacks were making their NFL debut. So before we put the uh, Ravens into the greatest team of all time category, let's just remember who they've beaten so far. Uh, you know, we were all a little bit surprised. Steve Gill was on this morning uh, as we got word that Deshaun Watson was going to be sidelined today. And uh, so we talked a little bit about that on the pregame. Um, knowing that and going into the game, I think we were hopeful that DTR would do some things, not have to do too much to manage the game, but we were really counting on the Browns defense. It didn't help in, the, in this game. It looked like they kind of got off to a pretty good start defensively, but then gave up a very short field where the Ratbirds took the ball, like at the 10 yard line were able to score, which we haven't seen a lot of opponents doing that. So I think that that was tough. And on a hot day down there, I know it was hot down here in Columbus, uh, you know, 80 degrees plus, and I'm sure it was, it was uh, tough conditions for the defense to be out on the field uh, for the length that they were. And they talked about that during the, the, the uh, show or during the game, what are your, you know, were you disappointed with what the defense did today? What are your initial takes on that? So I'm, I'm not really disappointed with the defense. And anybody that thinks mm. the defense is, like, not good, I think you should just yeah. take a step back and relax. So here's what was going on in the game. First of all, the Ravens have decided after three games to completely abandon the air raid. Now that's, you know, whole preseason worth of crap, and then they come out in this game. They don't do any air raid stuff. Uh, yeah. The Browns were prepared for that. The Ravens are pretty much just running an offense is what they're mm. doing. And what yeah. they're doing, <clears throat> and and just, just to get into some technicals, I'll try to keep it very yes. uh, understandable but i'm going to go into a little bit of technicals here what they're doing is they're basically attempting to use jim schwartz's ability to coach against him that's what they yeah. were trying to do today hmm. so a defense that the the browns are running is a very key heavy defense so they're going to read their keys and run to the ball so yeah. what the ravens were doing were play running plays called key buster plays okay. where you would make all the, the things that people are keen, like offensive linemen, running backs, whatever, look mm -hmm. like it's one particular play. 
and yeah. the defense will flow in that direction because that's what their keys are telling them. Then they'll run a person the other direction or they'll run a pass or they'll do something that the key isn't telling them is going on. So those are called key busters. And the idea okay. behind a key buster is to create doubt into the defense's mind. So mm. when you start to read your key, you're saying, mm. but is that really what they're doing? And so that was the point. But the only thing the Ravens really got going on offense were these key buster plays. And what that should tell a Browns fan mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that the defense is extremely well coached. They're okay. extremely disciplined and they read their keys and they react, which is all you can ask for in an NFL team or okay. a team running this kind of defense. So it's a top level defense. But what they were doing was attempting to take advantage of the fact that they are a super disciplined, super well-coached defense and use it against them. Okay. okay, but why don't other teams then do this to the Browns? Then since they're super, you know, fundamentally sound, why aren't they doing these other key plays in the first? So here, here's some things that's, that's gone on in this game. So some defensive tackles got blown downfield. I'm talking about Maurice Hurst. You know who I'm talking about, Maurice Hurst. Um, Ended up beginning blown downfield. He's got the belly, you know. He does the whole belly. Yeah, the whole belly. I mean, he's not a bad player, okay? Yeah. But you have to be more disciplined on the backside. Mm -hmm. And the Browns, as they read their keys and they trust their keys, become a little bit less disciplined on the backside. Um, So the backside's running. So what the Ravens did was say, okay, we're going to show you outside zone to the left. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to hand the ball off in a read option style play. Yeah. Right? We're going to give the ball to the running back cutting against the blocking pattern. Mm-hmm. But since the defensive end is coming down, reading is undisciplined coming down. Okay. I wouldn't say undisciplined, mm-hmm. but they're coming down against, mm-hmm. against their keys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They can slip around the backside because there's nobody there. It's mm-hmm. an extremely risky style play for an offense mm-hmm. to run because mm-hmm. it, your whole offense is geared or running a p- one particular play, then you mm-hmm. do the opposite. You could be running into 11 players. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're running, running. Right. You're going to get yourself hurt. All yeah. right. That's how teams get themselves. So, so teams don't do this all the time because yeah. it's extremely risky, but the Browns haven't seen it this year yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they've had no reason to sit back and say, okay, we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. We have to read our keys and react, but we also have to play the cutbacks. We all have to play these other it's, things. Yeah. They haven't been burned by it yet, so now they got burned by it. And that's the only thing they had going for their offense today. Second half, it seemed like they did play a little bit defensively better. Um, they, I mean, it was 21-3. I mean, to be honest, it was 7-3 for a good good chunk of change. There mm-hmm. wasn't until the last five minutes of the first half where, again, it was a combination of the Browns' defense being out there at great length and then DTR just – like you said earlier when we were texting, you know, running around with a deer and like a deer in the headlights, just, he was just off kilter. I guess let's shift. We can come back to the defense here in a little bit. The other big thing that everyone's talking about is, okay, so Deshaun's sitting, you know, we, we kind of have to figure that Kevin Stefanski and the Browns offense worked with DTR all week. And the fact is that DTR threw the ball 36 times. I don't know how many rushes the other group had. I think we ended up with 93 runs, rushing yards, but one of that was a pure strong run late in the game, which I didn't even see for 40 yards. Um, I, I, when, they, when they put in their Pro Bowl quarterback, Tyler Huntley, I, I turned it off. But I guess the, here's the – so, Joel, the, the idea that DTR goes in there and all these passing plays, and I know you kind of said, well, we don't really have an established 
run game yet. We don't have we haven't seen a lot from Jerome Ford, which is true. But but to even if it's meaning three and outs, I mean they were taking big risks, and DTR was just not ready. He was under throwing the ball or over throwing the ball or throwing the ball five yards behind the guy. It just, and he was getting guys, and I was worried for DTR. There were a couple of hits that he took, man, where he's fully exposed, um, then gets crushed to the uh, on his backside. I guess. You know, did Stefanski do enough with the, you know, screenplays? Did they try to do some of these things? or Because it just seemed everybody when was discombobulated. The offensive players seemed like they were not interested. I mean, that the, the play at the beginning of the game with Elijah Moore running around with his head cut off. I mean, my God, he looked like a like, like a chicken back there. You know, he took a 20-some yard. he lost 20 yards. Yeah, for God's sakes. I mean, and then and then on the first down, the Browns actually get some momentum in the second half. It's 21-3 yet. They get a first down, I think, on a personal foul or a face mask, and then they decide to push it back, or they, they have DTR going straight back again, and he gets pummeled for a 10-yard loss right off the, you know, the bat again. It just seemed discombobulated, and I just wish – Coach Stefanski, Steady Eddie would be a little bit more. I, I guess there's just this up and down flow with him that just always has fans and myself critical of him. So where are you at with all of this? Because I know that I'm more critical than you are about. Well, everything. let me just start addressing the whole gambit of everything you brought up. So <laughs> let, let's start with Elijah Moore. Don't ever give him the ball again, period. Like throw it to him. I don't care. Don't let him be a running back. Because that guy is the equivalent of like a peewee football player that knows nothing but run to the edge, like beat everyone to the edge and cut the corner. He could not identify a hole if a Mack truck ran through it. And you just got to stop giving him the ball in the running. I mean, I thought, oh, yeah, Elijah Moore is going to be this great running back option. No, he's not. He's not. Stop doing it. It's garbage. You know, I'd rather see DPJ run around the end when he has half the speed and at least he can hit a hole and run up the middle. So stop giving him the ball. So that's one. Two, um, Dorian Thompson Robinson is doing his first ever NFL start. Okay. That's a lot, a lot. <laughs> okay. It's a lot because the quarterback has to come up, identify the play, see if they're in the right play. They're in a pass play. They, they run, they put the coverages out there, but if they're not the one setting the offensive coverage, like the pass protection, then the center needs to set the pass protection. And yeah. who else got hurt in that game? Mm-hmm. Ethan mm-hmm. Pochick, right? Yes, a couple times. So, yes. So if Pochick isn't out there to set the the uh, the protections, mm-hmm. and DTR isn't comfortable yet setting the protections, then the Ravens are going to just disguise the crap out of things, and they're going to be coming at them full bore. So that's yeah. one problem that was going on. Okay, the protections weren't called correctly, and that's not because of, I mean, DTR is not prepared to do it. You see veteran NFL quarterbacks that don't do that yeah. because they have centers that do that, and our center was hurt, and then you've got Nick Harrison there, which means Joel Batonio setting the coverages, and you don't want your guard setting the coverage, yeah. or you have DTR setting the coverage. So that's going on with why he's running for his life back there. That's one. Two, why is it that every time he's throwing the ball, the Ravens seem to be right there, and making the play Mm. because DTR is staring down his wide receivers. Okay. That's another first rookie first start situation you have going on. Yes. He can go up to the line of scrimmage, identify what his best options are, Mm -hmm. and then stares down the option. So by the time he actually throws the ball, everyone on defense can converge on where that ball's going because they're reading his eyes. 
mm-hmm. right? And that way you've made the deep, you've made the game extremely easy for the defense mm-hmm. because one, you're giving them free rushes at the quarterback and two, you're staring down yeah. your wide receivers. So the, the defensive back knows exactly where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. So what's the other option here? The other option mm-hmm. here is to run the football and become one dimensional. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You could even like run DTR off read options, but you really don't want to do that because I don't even know who the next quarterback is. So you don't you don't Walker. want him. You don't you don't want PJ Walker out there. I've you seen don't? him playing Carolina. You don't want what him some, out there. So what are some of the other veteran uh, free agents out there that we know of? I mean, I was pleading for that on social media, going, "Who do we got?" Right, next? I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Let okay. me finish my offensive right. analysis. Right. You right. asked. You're getting it. So then you're left with running the football. Okay, you can only do that so much before the defense just decides they're going to shut the football running the running game down. The other problem you have out there is Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford starting his third NFL game, second NFL game. Yeah. Okay. Right. So at this point, second NFL he's, game. Yeah. So at this point, he's he understands what he's supposed to do, mm-hmm. but I don't think the the speed of the game. He I don't think he understands the speed of the game because no. he wants to run up to the hill and then run up to the hole and then cut into it. Right. You have to attack the hole yeah. in the NFL. Even you have to play- attack it. Even there was a play late in the game, third quarter or fourth quarter, even where he went for nine yards. But even the way that he ran that play, it was so slow. It was like he was stuck in molasses. I was thinking if that was Nick Chubb out there, we would have had 25 yards on that play. He well, got nine or ten, but I'm okay. Nick Chubb I, has been guilty of this in the past, but he has corrected it this year, except now he's hurt. But when you run slow to the hole, that allows the backside chaser to catch up to you. So the whole game, I'm watching these backside defensive ends just run forward down from behind. Mm -hmm. Even if it's three yards down the field, they're still running them down from behind. How do you solve that? Well, you solve that by having DTR take off on a read option, which you don't want to do because you don't need him hurt because you don't. I mean, you got P.J. Walker back there. You can't put him in. So the Browns were pretty much just screwed when it comes to this game. Right. That's that's what's wrong with the offense. Yeah, I think it go. was just too. I think the idea you're right. And I think fans were just trying to slow you. Know, what how could we have slowed the game down, not run so many plays, not you know, it just seemed like dude. I mean, I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to get some bigger plays down the field, but man, I tell you, DTR just I don't know what it was with his throw. I don't know what it is with his mechanics. I think we're so used to seeing someone like Deshaun Watson, that DTR seemed like he was almost uh, pushing the ball or his throwing motion is just different. And um, that he doesn't that, have the arm Watson has. That's let's no, be clear. You, if he yes. had the arm Watson had, he'd be a first round pick. So he's not throwing the ball down the field like right. Watson is. But okay. Two, most of his throws, he was retreating or he wasn't set and making the throw, mm-hmm. which robs your arm power when you're throwing sure which is exactly why they didn't start watson if he doesn't have the arm strength to push the football down the field they didn't want him out there yeah you wonder what's really going on with watson i mean they said there's nothing you know it's just soreness still or uh i heard fluid on the rotator cuff Okay. I mean, if he's got a busted you know, bursar sack, ar- we're screwed. I'm just saying the, that. But. The, the, the argument or the debate before this game started, and maybe you saw some of it out there in social uh, butterfly land or wherever where you get your social media posts, um, you know, oh, Baker Mayfield, he played through the injury and he was injured all season. And uh, but now Deshaun, you know, he's sitting out. Um, he's not, he's not a, our franchise quarterback because 
he's he's not gutting it out. So I mean, there's just two frames of mind that fans have right now of Deshaun. Obviously, there's that part of the fan base that just loathe anything about number four right now, just because. And they're the ones who are just you know they're they're on the Baker Mayfield bandwagon. And then it doesn't help when Baker wins the game today against New Orleans and throws for three intercept or three touchdowns and um, helps their Buccaneers go to three and one. But um, I so guess what do I make of that whole thing? Is you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me, let me point out to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals right now are one and three, and their quarterback is hurt. Now, had they sat him four games, they probably would have been one and three with a healthy quarterback going into next week. Mm. But instead, they're one and three, and they have an injured quarterback going into mm. next week. So, where do we want to sit? Do we want to have two and two mm. and an injured quarterback going into? the bye week or do we want to be one and three i mean i can't even guarantee we're going to win that game one and three or we go two and two let's say we actually win that game he gets further hurt then we're down deshaun watson Mm -hmm. after the break for another three or four weeks Mm -hmm. the best thing to do it's week four Mm -hmm. four of yeah 18 of 18 weeks okay Mm -hmm. so just sit him down get him healthy get back going okay so i shouldn't be Pressing the panic button, let's say on defense, let's go back to the defense again, because I was hoping that going into this game, despite knowing all this about DTR and what we probably were going to see, we, I was hopeful that we would see some positives, which didn't seem like we had much of that, but I was banking on the defense kind of doing and, and playing with that kind of mojo that had gotten to this point. And it, it just seems that everything got lost in this game. There wasn't as much, the body language was not as, not as geared up. And obviously they got worn out. Yeah. Being uh, tired, should, I'll do that to you. Yeah. So do you, I think they're supposed to be superhuman. Um, do you, th- how, where do you think this, you know, lands? I mean, should we not be worried? Because right now, I mean, the defense gave up a lot of, they gave up 131 yards on the, on the, on the, uh, on, on the field. Um, for the day, be, the whole day, for, yeah, one one thirty one, which isn't they awful. gave up one hundred and thirty one yards in total to the Ravens' offense. No, one hundred thirty one one yards on the ground. They gave up about so rushing, and, yeah, rushing yards, and they gave okay. up about three hundred and um. Yeah. I had it up earlier, but okay. So three, I guess yeah. my point is, don't panic. Okay, yeah. when you're when your offense is out there going three and out all the time, your defense mm-hmm. is going to get tired. This is how the Browns have been beating everyone else. Right, right. right? You get a three and out, get your offense on the field, and let them just run down the field. Right? When 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 you go out there and you're on the field for 60, 70 plays, you're going to be tired. This is how mm-hmm. the Browns lost football games for all those years we've watched. Right? They're on the field forever. Right? Yes. And, and see, this is where I went back to, um, I don't know if I've said this on the air, where the Ravens just basically abandoned the air raid because the air raid is about throwing the ball deep, scoring mm. quickly, and getting off the field. Mm. In this game, they they basically just ran a pro. They basically ran the uh, the offense that they had ran before with the previous offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name right now. Okay, but they're basically running powers and traps, yeah, and all this stuff that that Todd Monken well, normally doesn't run. Okay, and they're running short passes. This is what their offense has been for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. They've kind of gave up on the whole let's just chuck and gun kind of stuff. Well, let me ask you this: about just the um, Lamar Jackson. I 
I have to give it up to Lamar a little bit. He he dropped a few dimes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a couple of those passes he made uh, were passes that I haven't. I'm not custom married. It's not used to seeing that from him. But that one that he made late in the I don't know early in the game. It was. I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, he put it over. And then the late touchdown pass where he threw it to Andrews, who's you know a, a giant. Um, it looked like, you know, three of our Browns were going to be able to at least tip it or, or get a pick and they weren't able to do any of that. And Andrews, I mean, that's like Johnny Manziel in college, right? We're just going to throw the ball up, let the tallest guy in the field, catch the ball. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback. He got lucky with a across the field throw. Yes. I know the announcers all thought that was a great pass, but that was dumb and he'll get yelled at for it later. Right. You don't want to throw the ball across the field like that, but Now he did it and got away with it, which means okay. he may try it in the future and get picked, and then he'll figure it out. But that one in the end zone, man, that's just like five foot two Denzel Ward on six foot six Mark Andrews. I mean, my God, yes. like Denzel Ward jumps in the air to try to touch the ball, and he like can't even like jump as high no, as Mark. Andrews I mean, it head. was up there. Too. All he has to do is just put his hands up and catch it. I mean, that's just a matter of I've got a mismatch. I'm I throwing mean, the ball high. I mean, that doesn't yeah, take. It, a lot of skill. Let's just put no, it that way. but Andrews was even Johnny Manziel I mean, can do it. If you look at how high Andrews got on that play, he elevated like off the ground. Like I was like, dude, like that's that was a that was a great great catch. I, I'll give it up to them for that. Um, so let's talk about a little couple positives in the division. Both the Bengals and the Squealers lost. The uh, the Bungles and the Squealers lost today. So the Browns don't really lose too much there in the division. Baltimore is three and one, while the Steelers and the Browns are two and two. And like you said, the Bungles are now one and three. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Steelers go down to Houston and CJ Stroud, former Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah, I want to go back and watch this game. I mean, is yeah, that guy me for real? I know. That's what I'm asking. Like everyone's talking about it today. And I'm like, you know, I got to give it up to CJ Stroud. I mean, and and the Houston Texans. I'm I'm kind of glad we're gonna play them later in the season because I think we'll have some ups and downs with the Houston Texans and, you know, we'll see where it, things land. But I think we got the Texans like in week 13, 14 or 15. And then uh, I don't know who won the bear. This is a totally different subject, but the bears, who, do you know who won that game? Denver won that game. Denver pulled it out. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, I had him in my pick and we got me. A, that is, that is, some, stuff on my pick that is some serious, crazy game there. I think Denver took a early lead and then Chicago jumped out to like a, 35 to seven lead or something crazy like that 28 to seven and Denver was able to climb back in there, but it's always good to see the squealers lose um, wherever they go. They had a, a big following down there in Houston, all those um, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler uh, fake fans down there in Houston. Um, they all uh, try to, well, come on, man. I mean, come on the Steeler fan base. They're a bunch of losers. Come on. You know, I, <laughs> I, I have no, I have no respect for the Steeler fan base. I mean, I have a few because you know, the guys that help run the uh, uh, fans for a sports network. Th- thank you, Jeff. Th- thank you, uh, Brian. Thank you all you guys out there. But, but besides that most, you know, Squealer fans are just idiots, but okay. I'm, 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 I'm back. Refs to- couldn't save him this game. <laughs> Refs couldn't save him from CJ Stroud. Um, yeah, I got to go back and watch that game now. And then the Bengals just got, it's funny. I mean, they got beat up by Tennessee and we beat up Tennessee and Derrick Henry had a hell of a game from what I hear. Well, I mean, we keep Ellie and I kept talking and talking and talking about how the Bengals defense is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, so their, their goal was to go out there and, you know, just outscore their opponents. 
and hope the defense can just limit them enough that they can win. So when your defense is bad and your quarterback, I don't want to say bad, but it's mediocre now. Um, you know, when your defense is mediocre and your quarterback's hurt and he can't really connect like he needs to, I don't know what you're going to do here. I mean, this is this is what it looks like. Like I said earlier, they should have just like sat him for the first four games, took it on the cheek, you know, and then said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna play the red the white flag on the first quarter, and then we're gonna play the next, you know, twelve thirteen games with yeah. a with a healthy quarterback." They'd have been better off like that. I mean, they've started zero and two the last two three seasons. Mm-hmm. Now they're one and three. This is a little bit bigger bigger of a. Of, of an mm-hmm. issue for them. And, um, you know, I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but he's, he is injured and mm-hmm. he's not getting healthier. Like you said. So for the Brown, from the perspective of a Browns fan, yes. I mean, we're sitting Deshaun. I think all of us are hopeful that this extra week, this bye week will, will help, but then there's going to be a lot of pressure, uh, mounting as we get close to that San Francisco game. San Francisco is playing lights out right now. They seem like they're one of the best teams in the, in the, in the NFL. Um, it'll be another, uh, Test for our brownies uh, mm-hmm. come October fifteenth. How I think do you the see important, that? Yeah, yeah. I think the important thing for that game is for Deshaun Watson to get healthy. That's got to be number one. Mm-hmm. Just, just get him healthy. If he, if if we can get him healthy, we're going to be golden. I think. Now it'll be a good game. It'll be rough. It'll be a, a difficult game with their running game and Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, but I think the Browns are up for the task. I, I really do. I mean, I think the defense is that good. Now, Shanahan will have some key buster plays, some misdirection stuff that might get some points. We can't expect this defense to hold teams to like yeah. seven points over three weeks mm-hmm. for the entire season. I mean, sure. obviously, it's a really good stretch, but they're gonna yeah. they're gonna give up points. It's an yeah. offensive league. It's just mm-hmm. you need Deshaun Watson. And I know people think, oh, Deshaun Watson this, but you know, or say, oh, Deshaun Watson's not back. I mean, what do you want from the guy? He just yeah. dismantled Tennessee. Right. Okay. Right. Had of over 150 QBR. You like that's Deshaun Watson. That's what yes. we've been waiting for. Hmm. You know, at this point now he's injured, but get him healthy, get him back in that single back set or that mm-hmm. shotgun set by himself mm-hmm. and just let him mm-hmm. pick people apart. Mm-hmm. Don't try to force him to do something he's not comfortable with. Just let him go back okay. there and pick people apart. I like that. Yeah. Well, we, we can, we're all hopeful of that. So the Browns, I, it was, so this was the fourth year that the Browns started at two and one. And last year at this point, then things started to kind of go South again. Um, you know, we're hopeful that the Browns can get back into the win column when they play San Francisco, then they have to hit the road. They play Indianapolis. Um, and then I believe they go out into Seattle where they have not had much success over the years. Um, so there's a lot to look forward to a lot of, uh, Anxiety for us Browns fans as we this early part of the season, it's kind of an up and down thing. But you know, the idea that we're at two and two, we're not 0 and 4, 1 and 3, which was what I was fearful of as a Browns fan going into this bye. And so at least they got to two and two. So we have to look at it in, in that perspective. And uh, there's still a good chunk of the season. Hopefully, you know, that it, it makes me a little nervous though. And like you said a little bit earlier about this shoulder injury for Deshaun, you know. We don't know. And shoulders are such a funky thing. And with him being a quarterback uh, and knowing the experience that we've had watching a quarterback already in Baker Mayfield struggle with his shoulder injury in the past, it makes us all a little bit nervous. Well, I will say this. If he's not 100% come the San Francisco game, they should just sit him. Mm-hmm. Because San Francisco is an NFC opponent. Okay. 
The game's yeah. iffy to start with. We've sure. already watched Pittsburgh lose to the team. So in terms of tiebreakers, in terms of like how this is going to roll down, yeah. every team in that division is probably going to lose the 49ers. Yeah. I don't see the Bengals beating them. I don't see the yeah. Ravens beating them. I don't see anybody beating them right now yeah. in the division. So if you lose that game, yeah, it's going to look bad because now then you're two and three. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not, you don't want to lose Deshaun Watson to an NFC game mm-hmm. that is going to be ultimately meaningless in terms of tiebreakers within the division. Like if yeah. you were going to force a game, this mm-hmm. would be the game force, but not even mm-hmm. that because it's week four. Just mm-hmm. go out and take care of your now opponents. You get another shot at the Ravens, right? Ravens play, I think, the Bengals next weekend. I think it's Ravens Bengals next week. No, nah, they played. No, they played last Ra- week. No, no, no. So it's Ravens Steelers. Ravens Steelers next. Yeah, and I can I think see the Ravens at, beating the Steelers. Yeah, that game's at Pittsburgh. Um, all right, so let's uh, this afternoon or this evening. Are you going to be watching the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Travis Kelsey and who's that girl? What's that girl's name? Oh, that's right, Taylor Swift uh, playing the New know. York Jets. I had to ask my wife, my who Taylor Swift was. So. I mean, that's how much popular culture I know. Like, who's Taylor Swift and why do yeah, people Taylor, care? Taylor Swift is flying on the Kansas City Chiefs um, uh, team team planes these days. My gosh. Though so I that's will a distraction. Say, I will say that the, the, those Patrick Mahomes, uh, the, the State Farm commercials, the, this latest one with him and Andy Reid where they're eating um, food, you know, like hamburgers mm-hmm. and, and French fries. I love that commercial. I think Andy Reid has a, has a future in Hollywood. I just love watching, listening to Andy Reid. You know the commercial where he's drawing the, you know the yes, fake, that's, that's mu- one of my the fake ones. mustaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a natural, right? I mean, you know, I feel like we could be, you know, stars. Maybe it, his, it gives me hope. I think his best role is the Kool Aid Man. Now he hasn't played it yet, oh. but I think he could get like some serious cash off Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Or you know, he could do the old Denny's commercial thing, right? Because of the the you know the denny's thing yeah, that he has i don't know well hey joel thanks for joining us here we're we are part of the fanatical elves network we just love the fact that you guys who are listening if you're watching us live follow us also on apple on spotify on iHeartRadio, on tune in like uh, joel i was telling you earlier we our downloads have skyrocketed over the last few months we continue we were 45 percent more downloads than the previous month and even today we're just blowing it out of the water here with uh, downloads we appreciate all you browns fans who are tuning in and listening to us spread the love spread the word that we are a great group of guys that just uh like talking browns like like you and um joel has his what the elf was that he had a great show last week he brought on his former college uh roommate for half a semester and college quarterback from uh what was the school well, I went to Olivet Nazarene. Olivet Nazarene. It was great listening yep. to that and um, listening to his uh, your 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 buddy's uh, take on on offense and being a quarterback and uh, just just really enjoyed that show. Joel brings a great a bunch of great guests on and uh, some great perspective. Uh, so I would encourage you to tune into that show. We he also helps out with the Browniacs and joins us sometimes in the Fanatical Elves show on Thursday nights. We're going to be doing a giveaway, by the way. Marie uh, won our a ball cap for the What the Elf. Or, yeah, and so she was wearing that ball cap today, but unfortunately it did not bring the Browns much luck. But we're going to be doing more giveaways. And you know our tickets, we gave away our tickets today for the uh, the game against the Ravens. So our um, our winner there got to watch the Browns uh, 
not not play very well, but hopefully they they, they enjoyed some good concessions and uh, the nice sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm not. I'm kind of nervous about this whole thing, like going up there in October, because you know those those stupid ass midgets. You know, like those those little bugs. You know, those little things that come off a of lake. Did you say midgets? Midgets or midgets or what do they call those midgets? I don't know, but I don't think midget midgets. is the politically no, correct midget. term. I'm sorry, midget midgets. Midget. They're called little people. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. Um, never mind. <laughs> can't say well, these words, John. No, I can't. You're going to um, get us canceled. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, last year it was one of those moments where they had all these, you know, these little little bugs, and they were everywhere, and people were just trying to keep them off their, their clothing and their, their faces, and it was like people in the stands, it was the whole game. It was just awful. But It's trying to it, stay alive. <laughs> well, Joel, thanks for coming on. I know you've been, you, you kind of had a little bit of a cold this week and coming out mm-hmm. of that, and so I'm sure you're going to have a great show. Uh, I look forward to hearing what you have to say about the those those uh, in in the Ravens hate segment. Do you have anything in Ravens hate segment that you'd like to um, share before we leave everybody? You know, I will I will tease something else besides the Ravens. Besides the Ravens hate, I mean, like God, this, this team just beat two rookie quarterbacks making their first NFL start and a hurt injured Joe Burrow. So again, don't think that this is the greatest team to walk on water or like the second coming of Jesus here. I mean. <laughs> They've kind of had a lucky run on their schedule of hitting the right teams at the right times. You know, they, they've mm. kind of had it a little easy. And then yeah. they're going to play uh, small hands. What's his name over in Pittsburgh next week? Yeah, Kenny so, I mean, come on. They can't even beat Houston, who's Is starting it? a rookie. But <clears throat> I will tease this. The Borg are mm. back. Mm. The Borg got some stuff going on. Josh Harris and his group have already offended the Native Americans and have their first oh. lawsuit filed against them. So... The NFL is back, baby. This is and, great. This and is they great. clarified they clarified their gambling policy after telling us that it was completely clear and there were no misconceptions and it was not confusing at all, but they didn't uh-huh. feel the need to clarify it. So they clarified their gambling process. So right. we'll, we'll go through that on uh, what the elf was that this weekend, uh, next Excellent. This coming Tuesday. Excellent. So. Well, we're going to have, instead of Victory Monday tomorrow, we're going to have, I was trying to come up with a good title. I think we're going to have a, a dud of a Monday show. Um, you do Depression and, uh, Monday? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Depression Monday or Downer Monday. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dismal Monday. Um, yeah, Don't if you have kill any, yourself Monday. Yeah. If you have any It's not worth it Monday. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's what you should so, call it. It's not worth it Monday. That should be the name of your show. It's not worth it Monday. <laughs> well, with that, we're gonna leave everybody. Thanks again for joining us on the fanatical game, the fanatical post game show. What what a dud! The Browns go down in embarrassing fashion today, twenty eight to three. I'm glad that we can laugh about losing to the, those damn rat birds. Ugh. Okay, it's All just right. football. It's just yeah, football. It's, it's just football. But you know, Art Modell stole that our team. We would have won a damn Super Bowl. If it weren't for him, but okay, I digress. Um, everybody, take care. Go Browns. We got a bye week, but we'll be bringing it to you this week. Believe me, we got like I said, Joel bringing his uh, the Borg episode part with the What the Elf. So lots of new shows too. Steve will have his uh, Dog Pound South show, and uh, Rod Bloom will have his Browns Blitz, and I'll be bringing you the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Have a guest this week too, special guest. Uh, eager to have him on uh, later this week, so look forward to that. All right, folks, take care. Browns go down to defeat 28-3 to today. On to better times. Go Browns.